Welcome to the X Podcast, everybody. It's so good to be with my brothers. Let's go. How, How you doing, man? How's it going? So, this is a normal time. Nothing crazy yeah, happening today. Just no. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so excited to have you. If you're logging on on our Facebook Live, or maybe you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, welcome. We just like to have these conversations about culture and society and and spirituality and and how we can grow and and lead, lead better lives. So. If you could, we would love if you would email us at podcast at the X dot church. We would love to just get some questions and feedback. We've had so many emails. We just are so thankful for all of you who are dialoguing with us. We just love to have community with you. And then as well, we'd love for you to like and subscribe to our podcast. Share if you're watching this on Facebook, just to get as many people on here as we can. We just uh, Our goal is just to have some helpful conversation. But I just wanted to lead off today by saying I am so tired. <laughs> I am so tired. Why are you tired? Why? This is my twelfth cup of coffee. Yeah. I'm so tired. I uh, depending on why when were you up late last night or something? <laughs> Did you not go to bed last night? Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we had just a little bit of a federal election going on last night, and it's not done. It's still going. We are still counting the votes. Uh, As Pastor we record Tim. this, it's November 4th. Pastor Tim, right? who did you vote for? Oh, that's a great <laughs> question, isn't it? Um, here's what I know. Here's what I know. This is the way I really feel. Um, regardless of who I voted for, as we heard from someone else say, I voted for the wrong person. That's right. Mm-hmm. So regardless of who I voted for, I yeah. voted for the wrong person. Yeah, I Let feel me like just I'll say be that. disappointed, whoever wins. Pastor Re- Russ, yes. who did you not vote for? <laughs> I did not vote for <laughs> Howard Green. Was that, was that yeah. one people on? But I think this is fascinating Joe. to point out, um, and that's what makes these conversations fun, is not to make you nervous. But I will say this. No. I'm going to say who you voted for. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Go for it. But I will say. You don't know. We voted for different people at this table. Sure. Yep. All kinds. In fact, um, I was so excited to support my Libertarian Party. (laughs) I'm just just kidding. Sorry. Although, there are a lot of things I agree with with the Libertarian Party. So I'm just going to say that, and that's that's how far I'm going to go with that. We had made the decision that you don't, we're not going to let you get in trouble on this what podcast. What are you talking about? I do want to get myself no. in trouble. We're I want to say something We're not going to talk about yeah. politics for the whole time today, are we? Listen. We'll do that Listen, later. listen. Um, people are on edge. I, it, people are very much on this edge. This one feels different. It feels very different. I Listen, even me. I went to college for like a year and a half, which is, you know, mm-hmm. great education. <laughs> but Harvard. I, had, yeah. I broke the record at my school for the most majors in the shortest amount of time mm. in school. So one of my majors mm. was political science, and I'm a geek about this stuff, man. I love it. You are a geek. I, that's why I was up He knows I love every watching. single mm. host of every show oh on gosh. CNN and Fox, Fox News. News. He I knows about opinion. every single one of them, um, oh the commentators gosh. and the actual. I love it. It's um, pageantry, and everybody gets so angry and offended at everything, but I just think it's so fun. So let me just say this, <laughs> that the three of us, we all got together last night to yeah. watch mm-hmm. and have an election. Pastor Zach was there, and Rebecca, they hosted it, and just to hang out. And it was fun. You were like a freaking kid at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, told, I said, I, here's the best way I can describe it. It would be like a kid. It's better than Christmas. He's watching. It's (laughs) It's like a kid who's watching a monitor of all the places that Santa Claus is delivering gifts 
as he's getting closer to his house. It was That's best. what it was like. And mm. I just was there for I the love company. people it talking about Was Pastor things. Zach enjoying it as much? Uh, he was he was a puddle. He was in turmoil. He was we had to pick him up off the floor a bit. Like it's like one second he was Literally, happy, one second he was crying, floor. and it was just oh my gosh, that guy he really I internalized it, it. It was I, a lot of fun. I love watching people act like they know what they're talking about when nobody knows what's gonna happen. Nobody. Yeah. What's no. your guess though? I don't uh, know. What's I'm, gonna happen? I, I honestly I went to bed last night and woke up this morning. I thought Trump's winning. Now before that'll happen. I actually thought before even going into today, I thought Biden was going to win for mm-hmm. for certain reasons. Yeah. I you know it's I'm not so saying I wanted though. Biden or Trump. I'm just saying I thought I wanted. I thought I expected you Biden wanted. to win. Was that a Freudian I thought I slip? Expected, no. Who did you want? I thought I expected Biden. Okay. And so that's then, who you wanted. And then into yeah. the so that's yeah. and you into yeah. it, I actually or thought Trump want? was going wait, to win. Wait, when I heard stop? you praying for Joe this want? morning, was that <laughs> Jorgensen or Jor- Jorgensen? Thank you. I thought you said something yes, about a Hayden, but it may have been a yeah. yeah okay. When he was getting out of his car last night, I heard Kanye though yes. bumping. I <laughs> I may have written Kanye's name. In. Yeah. I heard he was going to give a pair of Yeezys to every single U.S. citizen. So I got super excited. No one, I might have written listen, his name in. I yeah. But here's what's your guess? Honestly, I thought this morning that Trump was going to win. No and one now knows. Changed already Last again, night so they're I'm talking no about, idea. listen, it's going to lean Biden because early votes are being counted first and election day votes are counted later. And now this morning they're saying, just be patient. Mm-hmm. Early votes are counted last. <laughs> I CNN just kept saying, think. look, here's the popular vote, but that's not how we choose a president. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know what's the here's funniest the part? Can I say this? this Here was the funniest here's part. the buffet for this candidate. I thought like, the, no one The knows. best part was we switched back and forth, so we were on CNN for a while. And hearing them all talk and use a personal pronoun, right? To we, be like, we. So it's like, and they kept talking about Joe Biden as we, like they were part of his entourage. Mm-hmm. And then we flipped over to Fox, and they did the exact same thing with Trump. They were like, well, I think this, you know, I think we're, we're, we're going to be in for a long ride. Like, if we keep going in this direction, I was like, yeah. wait a minute, who's we? You, and I was and like, we flipped oh. over to your personal favorite, MSNBC. MSNBC. <laughs> and they were. <laughs> we never watched MSNBC. I said, let's go to Listen, NBC, and we didn't. I was most disappointed last night in Joe Rogan's election coverage. Really? Really? Did you see that? No. no. It was live. I was all next It was silver. not as entertaining as it usually is. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would have watched that, though. Anyway. Was he concerned? Listen, we're not going to talk about that all day okay. today. I think we should, though. We will. So let's just put this out there in a future podcast when we want to come back, when everybody is like all the sore losers and all the people that are glowed, everybody like we just come back to some reality and go, okay, life is going to go on. Hey. And it's like my world hasn't just changed or my world's not ending or the world's not going to get way better tomorrow or in January. Mm-hmm. I think it would be great to be able to come back and yeah. just a dialogue about the process, about the election, maybe about the candidates, about what we saw, yeah. about how we felt about things. We yeah. just, we didn't want to sway anybody and, and you know, I that's just that not be for great. us to do. And but. hey, since this is live, I don't think this will happen, mm-hmm. but if they announce who the winner is during this, maybe one of our people helping us with this podcast can let us know and we can announce I don't think it's it. going to happen. You don't think so? I don't think it's going to happen in the next hour or two or three. What do you know that we don't know? Yeah. Who told you? Well, I was talking to uh, President Trump, mm-hmm. and he told me mm-hmm. that uh, he's Listen. actually f- signed an executive order Listen. to stop counting. Moving on. Here's what we talked about today. We, we Here's what we, I think, can all <laughs> relate to as I get us back on track <laughs> is that um, whether you're a Republican, Democrat, whatever or you Christian. are. Or Christian. 
or the birthday party, whatever Sorry, you Christian. are. Or Christian. <laughs> Sorry, or Christian. Christian. Third party. There we go. That was, that was good. Sorry. Whatever you are, whatever you identify with as far as party, um, the past, what is it? Since we've shut down on the lockdown. March 12th. Nine March. months. Mm-hmm. Nine months? Mm-hmm. The past Com- eight, nine months have been the most unique, mm-hmm. probably the most unique season of life that anybody on this planet has lived through. I remember being in the grocery store in April, okay, and it was when we didn't know if we were going to be able to go to the grocery store. Were for you a looking for toilet paper? No, I can't remember. But I remember talking to this was the most eerie thing that happened that has probably happened since we've locked down. And there was like this 85 year old guy at the grocery store, and you could sense this level of fear and anxiety in him. Um, and I, it's like, you don't expect that from somebody who's been around the block a couple of times. It's yeah. like, you've been yeah. through yeah. this, you were born during that right. and world wars and whatever. And, you know, Vietnam and Korea, like, mm-hmm. but you are just as, as unsure and anxious yeah. about mm-hmm. the season we're in as I am mm-hmm. <gasps> as a 16 year old. I'm losing my breath right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and what we can all realize is that there has been just in general, as we've been battling a pandemic of, you know, COVID-19 and the racial injustice, racial tensions that we, that we are experiencing right now in the past couple months, there's also been this other pandemic building Mm -hmm. and that's one of mental health, Mm -hmm. anxiety, depression. Some could argue that it's been building before this season. We even did at this church, a whole sermon series on it. Mm-hmm. Pastor Tim, you did it so masterfully, but we had counselors mm-hmm. in and we talked through mm-hmm. um, anxiety and depression from a spiritual perspective because we noticed that it was a problem, especially in our young people. But now we've gone through nine months of just tension, yeah. anxiety, and mm-hmm. people who've never struggled with these feelings before are, are, are having to come to terms with these new realities that we live in, and we're in this really contentious election, and people are losing friendships, and, and families are splitting up, and it's wild. So I, I just want to know, like, for you guys, I think both of you have, are pretty healthy in your mindsets and, and your structures and the way you live um, in order to keep in, in healthy headspaces, but when did you start realizing maybe that the anxiety level in the country and the world was starting to rise. Russell? <laughs> yeah, where do you start? I think there's the baseline before pandemic, right? So like you said, mental health, and that's been even identified and defined as a pandemic way before 2020 hits. Then you have 2020, which isn't just one pandemic. It is multiple pandemics in the course of one year. I mean, it's been joked about, it's like a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the injustice uh, to, I mean, the, even the things we joke about killer bees and Saharan winds. And mm. we started this year with an assassination on an Iranian general. Yeah. And we've forgotten about that because of all the craziness of the year. And then um, I think, so for me on a personal level, yeah, March. And Kobe Bryant. And Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bryant all, yeah. the, all the people that have passed <laughs> away, celebrities, athletes, Christian leaders even. This has been a year where... Even if everybody was at a really healthy, emotional, mental baseline, there has not been enough space to process all the different pandemics that have happened globally, nationally, and personally. Yep. So walking with people and walking in our own lives through our own things, we have our own internal worlds. Mm-hmm. So we all have things we're processing. I know me personally, there's things in 2020 I've processed. Then you add on to that the isolation yeah, the tension, oh, absolutely. the fear, 
the anxiety. Uh, it honestly has been more than I think anybody has known this year to process, and it's something I think years and even decades down the road, uh, therapists, counselors, yeah. pastors are going to be dealing with. I think depending on uh, our personalities, again, our level of emotion, our level of, I think there's people this year that have caved, and we know this, we know suicide attempts have yeah. been through the roof, anxiety, depression has been through the roof. Uh, divorce rates are going yep. through. You know, I, you know, I talked to pastors who, in their church alone, yeah. healthy marriages, four or five, just in a, the first few months, yeah. split. Yeah, child abuse, We've seen that. child abuse. abuse, domestic abuse. Yeah. yeah, I think, I think, to the, you know, I think is going to be impacted the most by this. I just really, really feel. I think it's going to be a whole nother level of crisis. I think it's going to be the young generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and all of us are going through it. But I just think about. Um, to go through something like this in the way it impacts your life. And I think it's, I don't think we'll, I just don't think we're going to know or see the effects of this for mm-hmm. years to come of how it's going to come out. Yeah. And I think we're seeing it now. We see it. I mean, young people right now are more anxious than ever before. This youngest generation is more anxious than previous generations through studies and everything. And I think what you're saying is, and that's even pre COVID. Pre-COVID, it was already on the rise. This last decade has been the worst decade. What's being highlighted through things like the social dilemma and through the things we're finding out from the level of disconnection and the things that come with social media. Hospitalizations are through the roof. And then you add this Or suicide attempts. Mm -hmm. Suicide attempts are through the roof. Um, I don't think, personally, I, I, I think when you look at the last 20 years, that has been the perfect setup for mass levels of anxiety in the younger generation, whether it's just growing up in an environment where, you know, just seeing too many school shootings. Mm-hmm. And even if, you yeah. see, even if you don't see them, schools practice drills on them now. So what does that do? It strikes fear yeah, when you're, into people. When you're in kindergarten, you're throwing desks up against yeah. your door. And, and, and so, the administrators have to prepare for this with children. That, it's crazy. That's, so there's a, lot, there's a lot for that to handle that I don't, I don't think we quite know as a society how it's going to bear out the memory and trauma going to school with masks masks yeah. but into- isolating not being around grandparents you got that and then you put on top of all of that i don't think this is a coincidence but studies have shown that the huge increase in anxiety young generation i think over this last decade has ramped up way faster and i don't think there's a coincidence that that has been the onset of social media mm. i think yeah. when you put all of those factors together um, and then you add this pandemic on top. It's like the cherry on top of the whole, you know, where we've been going for the last 10 years. I think we're just going to, we're going to be dealing with the effects of this for a really long time. So neither of you answered my question. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to ask again, when did you realize, when did you start feeling the effects personally of the heightened levels of anxiety? Like, when did you start crying? Okay, when, did that's, 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 when did yeah. the hair? When did the I'm just kidding. You guys. I mean, I agree with everything you said. Would you I say think, that I answered it perfectly? Right. It was <laughs> just, so not, perfect. just not personally. I want to know when you started to sense it. When you started to sense it, because I got a. <clears throat> I have a moment in my head where the hairs on my neck begin to just rise. I'm like, this is uh, something's happening here. So I just wonder if you can think of a time. Is it recent? Is it mm. months ago? Like when when I personally sensed this year rising or for me as you personally walking through not just like an analyst looking at the country but personally going yeah i think it's so interesting you know i still remember the wednesday you had just come in from vacation Mm -hmm. you said hey we gotta shut this thing down for at least a week or two yeah that was the language for a couple weeks yeah that's what we thought so 
that turns into the new norm of working remote. Mm -hmm. And I tend to be a person fight or flight. I go into fight pretty quick. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll spring into action and run toward the problem fast yeah. and hard, which can be good and bad. And what was interesting about this year, at least for me personally, was every month felt like five different lifetimes. So it sounds like a cop-out, but part of, part of it, even when I think back to try to process, is there were weeks that felt so good and healthy. Mm -hmm. Like my personality, uh, I, I immediately sprang into action, like, oh, these are the things I'm going to accomplish. I've got to run towards the goal. I've got to make sure I do this, 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 and this. Um, so there was weeks that were healthy. But then I think I noticed there were weeks where I was like, oh, wow, I'm not okay. And I think around mid-April. So like... <clears throat> So March to April was, oh, here's what has to be done. Yeah, so it's spring into action. But I think you get into April and May, and I think one of the benefits <laughs> is I felt like as a society, we started giving ourselves permission to, oh, how am I feeling? How am I doing? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, April and May specifically for me uh, were, were pretty tough. Uh, I'm someone, I'm not married, I don't have kids, uh, I live alone. My parents are halfway across the country. They're older. Hadn't seen them in about a year. Yeah. I, I have that concern. Mm -hmm. And then my personality type, uh, I love the city. So where most people will come home to retreat to family at night, yeah. I, I'd have a few nights a week where I'm enjoying urban delights mm -hmm. <laughs> of a city and the creature comforts of going to a coffee shop and going out and enjoying, enjoying the city. So uh, I think for me, I could, I could give a really long answer yeah. to this, but I, I realized really quickly, oh, wow, I'm going to have to be very careful about my, my rhythms, my disciplines, <laughs> and uh, what do I do once I stop work for the day? Mm. What do I do? And I think for me, is around April and May also that I, it's hard for me sometimes to give myself permission to feel. Sometimes I'll be talking to Kevin, and he'll ask me a question. I'll start answering. He's like, okay, you don't have to preface <laughs> it with that. But part of me feels like, Look, I don't, have, I don't have a right to complain. There are yeah. people during this that have been dying yeah. or losing their jobs or yep. their families dying. I have it good. I'm, I'm fortunate. But then it's that point where, no, but I, at some point I have to internally give myself permission. Like, what am I actually feeling? And I think it's around April or May that I'm just like, wait, we all, no matter whether we have it good or not, there is a deep sense of grieving and loss a loss of societal norms, a loss of isolation, a loss of even for us church, we couldn't gather physically yeah. and corporately, a loss of, wait, I don't know what the future holds, a loss of momentum of whatever felt like there was progress. Um, yeah. And so around April and May, I think I gave myself permission to feel that, process that, uh, recatalyze, okay, what are my rhythms going to look like? But I was telling Kevin, and then I'll shut up because I could process this forever, but I think it was after quarantine ended that I felt like for, this sounds melodramatic, that any sense of PTSD, I was like, oh, wow, my adrenaline of making it through quarantine was so intense that whereas I feel like some people, their deepest moments of darkness were during quarantine. I feel like mine yeah. were after. Mm -hmm. Mine were when things on paper I should be celebrating. Mm -hmm. I was like, why do I feel so off? emotionally there were weeks where i'm like this does not make sense like quarantine for us in our context midwest yeah. is over when you yep. say off can you uh, oh man like like there were things in my life 
besides quarantining, there are things in my life that were very celebratory, things going super well and job and church and minute and, and but I would feel uh, low grade levels of dread mm. that I couldn't put my finger on, mm. low grade levels of loneliness, low grade levels of um of emotions that I, as much as I like to feel like I'm introspective, I didn't even know how to name or put my mm-hmm. finger off. Mm-hmm. And this is really vulnerable, but I just, I had, I, I had weeks where I would tell just some of my friends, man, I can't even explain what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And I, this actually should be the happiest month of my life on paper yeah. this year, for this year. Right. And so, so many great things in life are happening, but emotionally, I just can't name where I'm at other than it's off. It's good. Yeah, I think uh, you were telling us. Should I us, pay you? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm I'll bill you later. <laughs> um, I think you should tell the people, though. We first noticed that you, something was going on with you in a real bad way. <laughs> I'm just we, we were all talking about this podcast, and this, and he's like, yeah, yesterday I just, I just went to... I'm I'm starting to talk with a southern accent. I'm not well, making fun of you. I won't. I don't think you it's that. funny. He's like yesterday I went to Hocking Hills. And <laughs> I sat on I a rock. sat on a rock and I grieved, <laughs> man. I was two hours. Okay. And okay. <laughs> okay. So thanks for sharing your feelings. That was a private moment. Why did yeah. you bring that up? Yeah. I wasn't going to bring well, that up. Well, now that I'm Clint Eastwood. Okay. So well, I, I didn't know if we were going to say. We have to go into that. Well, we need to hold that. Hold that for the special. Listen, I was just trying to. No, no, I can no, thank you for stop. sharing though. I think I think it's real and I think that, you know, I, I I don't know. I think a lot of people can associate with what you're feeling. Well, and I can go there for a second. I know, I know we're going to talk at yeah, the end of the year about this, but um 2 week 2 or 3 weeks ago, I was just like, man, like as much as I love to say it's like I'm going to go to Hocking Hills and just just get out in nature. I love Hocking Hills in the fall. It's beautiful. And uh but I did. I was like, you know what? Like I love to journal. Uh, the, my analytical mind, I love to make lists. I love to process, but I also just had a weekend where I'm like, oh man, like I can't shake, um, whatever I'm yeah. internalizing and processing and working through. So I was like, I, yeah, I need to have just a raw, like just talk with God. Like I, I need to. And so, uh, yeah, <laughs> I told him in a way that, yeah, yeah it sounds really we, funny and we'll lose some people on this, but I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I hiked through Hocking Hills, but I, I took my phone, put on airplane mode, but yeah, I spent a few hours just sitting and thinking. Yeah. And I made I made three lists. I made a list of the global things that happened in 2020 in case I looked back in 10 years and didn't believe myself. I mean, everything yeah. from the pandemic to the social unrest to who died mm-hmm. to killer, murder, Hornet. assassination hornets or whatever they are, uh, to sub-Saharan, to the aliens invading Toronto, everything. And then I made a list uh, of the things to celebrate. Like, here are the awesome things yeah. that happened. Here are the new hobbies the new projects i worked on here like the accomplishments here's here's all the wins here's the answer prayers but then i made a list of just to let myself feel it mm-hmm. and i made a list of your feelings and here's what i'm could you say it differently than that um <laughs> <laughs> it was a feelings it's, diary it's great no, no, no. I, I think that's great I'm, i made a list we're gonna of, do it here are the things i'm grieving you guys I, do need to do we it. need to do it well, here's the thing because they the psychologists you say only this. have one thing on your paper hey. anger even good change, <laughs> even good change, has a psychological and emotional impact yeah. on you. Even good Moving change to is a new loss. house is still a, everything like that. Yeah. And so I just made a list of here are the things I'm grieving, here are the things that I've had loss of, here are the things I'm trying to put words to, 
And then I just gave myself permission good. to talk to God about it and to grieve. No, I think it's good. And I think it's helpful. We're, like you said, we're going to talk about that. Let's talk about that later. More later. And more in depth. We we'll, get you on the couch. Little, we'll get you on the couch mm, later on the couch. for this. Hey, we got you, something special yeah. lined up for can our church. Can fix me? But I want to talk about your feelings, boss. Yeah, I'm good. Tell us about your feelings. I want to what know you about your deepest, darkest secrets. Have you cried in the past six months? Just kidding. But sure. How, you know, how, how have you processed it? When did you realize, oh, 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 something's changing here. There's some anxiety in the air. Not just when you noticed it in the world, but when you felt it. Mm. Well, why are you pointing at me? My gosh, you're so angry. What all rocks have you wept on? Yeah, let me talk talk about the rocks (laughs) I wept on. That's good. Um, Well, for me, it was, I remember specifically, it was uh, March 16th, 2021. That was the moment (laughs) when I felt all of this. You haven't felt anything yet. So that's, that's, yes, I joke, but I, um, I think for me, I, I, we're a little bit wired the same and share the same Enneagram number. So we probably kind of approach the same thing. I'm just a, I go into problem solving mode. That's just my default. It's mm-hmm. like, if something's wrong in the world and I know I can't solve the world's issues, I'm going to solve the issues that are in front of me. Right. So I'm going to solve, we, we like church. We're still going to have church, but we can't meet in person. Right. So how are we going to do online? And I right. threw myself into that and it's like, okay, how are we going to connect with people? And, so let's start a daily social media PT15 and let's try to encourage people. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, I just think I go into that mode. Mm-hmm. So it was a work, 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 work mode, mm-hmm. um, which, again, is probably a little bit of a mechanism for me to go. I don't want to feel it, you know, disassociate. Like, let's just go to work. But I saw a problem. That needed to be solved. That's the first way. I, I think it's just the yeah. way I view the world. Yeah. I view the world. I see a problem first. My first thing is to solve it, which means that I don't really process it until after. So mm-hmm. I just, yeah. I, I am a little bit, but I'll be honest with you. I probably will not really even process all of this until more so on the other side of it. Um, I'm trying to get myself on a rock. Yeah. With you, I might need to go with you. I'll take and, you. And take I'll, me I'll with be me on the other side of the trees. I might, I might need and... that, but I, I, I find myself like, you know, um, I just, I think I just throw myself and be so busy. But I think it was just this was a very, very weird season for me and the role that I'm in, where I just, I felt, I feel the weight. So I will say this: rather than feeling anxious, and at times I absolutely did feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt anxious for a variety of reasons. I didn't feel anxious as much about the actual virus, but what it would do cause the world, my world, that it would change, the ministry direction. I think it would impact, you know, as an achiever, it affects where we're going and achievements are now interrupted by it. And that's, that's the kind of thing. And so for me to, to like, we're pandemic, it's shut down. We've got to still somehow be a church. I want to still have, you know, and then in the middle of a building project, like for me to be like, it was that, that was a big one. Like in the middle of a building project that did not slow down and um, wanting to open up a new facility. And literally when all this happened and it's like, why God, why (laughs) would you of all, it's been rough for two years now, three years. Mm -hmm. And now this, it just felt like it's been, for me, it's been one of the longest seasons. It's like, 
expect the unexpected. Right. Big Brother. Like, you know, that's their, their slogan. It literally, that TV show, it literally felt like expect the unexpected. It just couldn't get worse than this, right? Yeah. And then I think the height of where I felt the most stress was probably more into the summer. I feel like it was June, June, July. Yeah. That's where I probably, where I began to feel a little bit, you know, the most because mm. I think I was so work mode. I think, you know, I felt like we accomplished something with our online broadcast that was like, you know, so I, I could, so I think for me, I can find wins yeah. in all of that. And so that gives me a sense of normalcy. It's like, we did that. And that was really good. We did that. But I think when you had the, when things erupted with the George Floyd and yeah. the racial injustice and and then to see the way that whole thing yeah. really kind of created more division than bringing our country together, the way it was seen, the way it became politicized, the way we cared as a church, the way we cared, the fallout, and and um, and then by June, end of May, June. That's why I feel like it culminated there. It wasn't just that. But that's when you started to, to really see a certain groups of people come up and it's like try to call the church out mm-hmm. for you're not being faithful for not meeting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're, you're caving to some place. It's like, wait a minute, aren't we just trying to like follow like the epidemiologists? Like, aren't they the experts we're supposed to listen to? What are we supposed to do for mankind and pandemic? And I, you might believe something completely different. Who knows what you've, you know. I know everybody's a scientist and everybody's got to figure it out. <laughs> we we don't. Out. I'm just trying to be a pastor. I have a church and we're trying to follow our local leaders. And all. I feel like when that all bubbled to the surface where people are mad and it's like people leave the church because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because you won't open back up. And if you did open back up, people will leave the church because you're rude and insensitive. Don't care about the people around me. Right. Like. It was just, I think for me, it kind of just reached that point where it's like, I just want this to all go away. Was there an anger? Oh, yeah. I'll say there's an anger. There was Mm -hmm. an anger. I I think there was an, and it wasn't directed at any one person, Mm -hmm. but there was an anger at, like, I don't know. I mean, anger is a strong word because it's hard when you don't have an object to be angry at, but I was, you know, just... It wasn't anger at God. It was just the whole situation. Was it it anger? More of a low-grade level of frustration than anxiety. Yes. I, I, I have not gotten to the point where it was like that panic attack anxiety, and I've felt those before, mm-hmm. had those before. It wasn't like that. But I also recognized something about myself four, almost five years ago when I did a sabbatical, the first one ever, and it was not good. I did mm-hmm. not enjoy it at all, um, the, the extended kind of sabbatical. Mm-hmm. But there was, I just, I think I, and, and some of it has to do with my seat and the, the role that I have with this church and other things, and probably the way I see myself and how I have to carry things. I feel like I operate in a pressurized environment and I operate under pressure 24-7. I don't think I, like, I remember when I went on sabbatical and it was like three or four weeks where you're disconnected from the church, from the requirements, from the having to preach every weekend, from all these things that I started to feel like mm-hmm. feel emotions and mm-hmm. feel like, and I did not like it. They were not good. It was <laughs> yeah. so scary. I did not like it. And I, so I think it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you have wounds, and this is yeah. why I think I'll process this more on the backside. Mm-hmm. But if you have wounds from this stuff, it's like you, you, you put something on, you know, you, you put pressure on the wound. Mm-hmm. It's not bleeding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you don't fix it, you let go of the pressure. It starts bleeding mm-hmm. again. I, I think that's, 
for me because I live in such a pressurized environment. So yeah, I, I want to say just oh here it comes. I know. I, he is our local psychologist. I'm going to play the role the, of shrink today. Oh gosh. <clears throat> so if you would allow me, but I I will say you guys are very similar. And thank God for people in our lives that are like you two during a pandemic, during crisis, who, oh my gosh, the world's falling apart. And you guys just, man, from my perspective, you guys were just work, 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 work. I mean, writing stuff. I mean, we got this kind of like uh, man- uh, database management thing that we all work on here at the church. And you guys just posting, bling, bling, my phone's going off, just wild, all hours of the day, 8.30 p.m. on a Sunday, I mean, Saturdays, whatever, You just texts and things being planned, and thank God for people like you guys, you know, um, and I think what's cool about these conversations is that we all process this crap differently, Yeah. this yeah. is this is wild, you know, like, you've got older <clears throat> kids, you don't have kids, i got young kids. All right, there's all sorts of different spaces we come in. Some of you have school-age kids. I mean, there's just so much nuance. Some of you are like yourself, and you're leading organizations, and you're leading businesses. Here's the other thing that, you you know, we're all kind of in charge of people spiritually, and we bear that weight. And I resonated with so much of what you said about when the George Floyd stuff happened. And all of a sudden, we started to maybe see our country come together Mm -hmm. over this shared suffering we're all going through. And mm-hmm. then we yeah. are all, t- it just Absolutely. everybody turn on each other. Yeah. And so from our perspective, and I'm sure we're not the only ones that felt this way, yeah. but we had people leave the church because um, we... Uh, talk about it too much. Talk about it too much. Didn't talk enough Didn't about talk it. Didn't talk enough. We, we were called, all everything that mm-hmm. people were calling each other, people called us and would meet with us and say, I have to leave because you guys, yeah. you know, you, and it's like... Yeah. Oh, and that's a hard place. With what's to already be. going on in the world. Yeah. Well, I think the that's pandemic also already created an environment because I think it exposed for many Christ yeah. followers. I think it exposed mm-hmm. a lot of things that it was like the church. I love the church and coming together church, but I really feel like it. And it showed me something as a pastor and a leader mm-hmm. that it was just like that, that there's, I'm trying to say this as nice as I can, but it felt like. There's still a whole lot of babies that need the bottle every Sunday. Yeah. And, and that sounds, that's, it was a very exposing thing. That's and for happens, me as a leader, though. I exposed and goes, okay. So people, if, I, I just think if you're, if you just, if you lost your faith because we were not able to connect in person for two months, three months at the time, that it was just, that I feel like that all led up here's to this and i just and i think it's like mm, but here's was, my my deal is yeah. that we all went into survival mode yeah yeah as a yeah. world as a country like yeah we turned on you know if you're you know trying to make a living for your family yep. or you're trying to uh, pay all your employees or you're trying to get government money and apply for this stimulus mm-hmm. and get that and, and like i moved on april 17th i moved mm-hmm. you know which was a month after everything so you know, everything switched for us as a family. I mean, there's so many different nuances. What I was going to say about you is that you have a whole other responsibility. Not only do you pastor people, but you you employ people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or you're in charge of people's employment, mm-hmm. however you want to look at that, you know, with the church. But there's everybody struggling with different things. I think for me, um, I saw how you guys responded to I responded very differently. Um, I was uh, – I had – we started working remotely – and I had two kids under the age of three or four or whatever at the time that were running around while I'm working. Okay, mm-hmm. my job uh, at the time, or just my role that I was playing at the church, obviously, mm-hmm. we pastor people. But uh, 
had a lot to do with our in-person gatherings, yeah. comparing spaces and events and things like that. And when you take away my job was pretty much, you know, let's check in with people here and there. But really, as far as our the operation of it, it was halted, just mm-hmm. like so many mm-hmm. people. So you have some people on our staff who are busier than ever. Yeah. People who create content. You're teaching, preaching, trying to get the message out. We have the creative team that's sprinting. Man, they're mm-hmm. working Saturdays. They're working all. Yep. I mean, just worked so much. You know, and they had to, and thank God they did, but there's a whole other part of the staff. I don't know if you can resonate with this if you're listening, but there's, you know, parts of your team that are working and parts of your team that's like, I don't know where I fit and what. And I think that when it comes to the way we processed it and our feelings, it's very similar. We have people who are like, go, 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 go. And we have people who are like, this hurts really bad, Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know? And so yeah. f- for me, um, I think the anxiety came first when we're all going to buy toilet paper, <laughs> you know, that... The Wednesday we shut down, I think it was that night. I'm like, Andrew, I, I'm, I'm going to go to the store, and uh, I'm going to buy as many groceries as we can because this yeah. might get really bad. Yeah. And I think a lot of us had that anxiety in the beginning, just mm-hmm. generally. And I'm not somebody who's ever really struggled with that kind of stuff. But for the first time in my life, I felt real depression. Just, just recently been able to define it and put language to it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it started that night that all those riots broke out with mm. George Floyd mm-hmm. and, really? and all that. I that was uh, I don't know if it was grief or um, just a deep sadness mm-hmm. for our country yeah. and yeah. for the way that certain people were hurting. Yeah, you know, you, you feel like you're blindsided by yeah. wow, I I can't believe I've been so ignorant to certain things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, um, so a grief, a deep grief, I think, and then you you start hurting with people who are hurting and people in our church are hurting and people are leaving and there's no end in sight to all this stuff. And man, I just, um, I, I think in my life, I, I, I probably am someone who could use some more discipline. And so the, the lack of discipline as far mm-hmm. as my consistency, waking up and whatever, it's just all exposed when you, um, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it, when you're surviving. And so, yeah. uh, me and my wife worked opposite shifts and there's just so much going on, man, yeah. that, you know, she's had some stuff that she's, yeah, you know, um, we're pregnant with our third baby, which is awesome. Yes. Right now. But as you, you know, there's some stuff that when we found out she was pregnant, um, I think that also yeah. adds to the emotional oh, uh, bonfire that's going on right yeah. now in the country. So mm-hmm. um, just a really interesting uh, season. Well, I think, and, and it, what the whole point of kind of even our conversation today is just. We're staring down a double barrel shotgun called anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it is, and it is a, a whole other, as you say, pandemic crisis. Like there's all these crises that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. The, the virus is a crisis, the social injustice, you know, and the riots and the protests and all of that stuff is, mm-hmm. you know, part of it. The whole election is, you know, just, it, it, it feels like it's one thing after another. Mm-hmm. And then the isolation is a crisis, like the the, the economic, mm-hmm. like it feels like it's crisis after crisis after crisis this year. It's all mounting up and it's building up. Yeah. And I don't know how, like I said, for all of us, I think that's an interesting point. It it spills over in a different way in a different time. Like, yeah. and, but it is going to at some point spill over yeah. even more. I think that's what we saw with mm-hmm. the George Floyd and then all of the protests and rights. I feel like that was a little bit of a spilling over. Yeah. Of even there, but I just think there's even a bigger one of anxiety, yeah. real mental health challenges, yeah. problems that, like you said earlier, we're going to be dealing with 
I think for years. Yeah. And this, I just wonder how the generation growing up with this, the youngest generation in the middle of growing up with this, how it's going to mark them. Yeah. All, all of them, I don't know. And I think this is so important uh, conversation because one of the things we talk about is how do we process what's happening internally. Mm-hmm. And so I'd love to ask you, Kevin, like, when or if or how did you give yourself, because I think so many people, and understandably, you got a job to do, you got family to take care of. It's like, put your head down and go. Like, what was the point that you let yourself, if there was a point that you let yourself feel it, and were there any things you did that helped? Yeah, I'd say, to preface it, I agree with a lot of what you both are saying, but I do want to say for everybody, I don't think there's any right and wrong wrong way to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that what's unique, I think, even to us, is how we deal with this kind of topic and these type of feelings as men. I think mm-hmm. that that's a uniqueness. Yeah, that, sure. Um, I think for me, uh, my first reaction was not to solve problems, but to be strong. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I uh, my wife uh, at the time uh, was an ER nurse at a level one trauma center and also is in the medical unit. Um, I don't don't know all the military terms for it, but she's in the military and basically her job or role in the military is to be deployed um, for crises such as these for pandemic. That's Mm -hmm. what she's trained for. So she was deployed for a 30 day period in the middle of all this. Mm -hmm. We got two kids. We got just wild. I mean, it was, it was, so my, I felt like, I need to hold it all together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and just present strength. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when it, when you walk into my house, I am even I might be afraid. I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to hold it together. This is right. survival mode. And yeah. So that that was what I did. I really started to recognize those feelings, those dark feelings. Probably not for months after where I can identify it now. Um, but like I said, I talked with my wife this morning. I was like, can, can I share some of our journey with some of these anxieties and depression type things that we've been dealing with? This has been the theme of our past couple months is how can we, uh, achieve health? You know, mm-hmm. how can, how can we take an honest look inside at our feelings and emotional lives and go, th- all this has really affected us. And how can, how can we, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, use, how can we grow? You know, I don't want to just sit in this mm-hmm. place of, and we've all felt these feelings of despair and fear. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think she was the first one to get help being yeah. pregnant with all the hormonal things going on. She went on a really, uh, uh, uh she went on the first journey of, uh, she was having panic attacks, anxiety attacks mm-hmm. multiple times every day wow. um, oh, to the point where it was for me, um, terrifying to see, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. someone you love so much right. to yeah. go, you know, it's one of those moments where we had looked at each other and I said, I don't, we're going to pause everything right now mm-hmm. and we need to get some help, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so, um, for her, she started going to counseling. Mm-hmm. Thank God she found a great counselor, her first mm-hmm. shot. Um, it's been super helpful. And, uh, we've always in our house kind of been against medicine for, for mental health and for all those things. And, and we've gone different alternative routes and, uh, she, it was to the point where she went to her general or family care doctor and she said, I don't care what it is. I need, I need some relief. And, mm-hmm. and so she started medication. And again, she, I've asked her if I could share all this stuff. She's absolutely use what you can to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has experienced so much relief mm-hmm. from That's this medic medication that yeah. she's finally able to get into the mental headspace in order to work so on the deep things. Awesome. That's great. Um, so that's been a huge, uh, 
blessing for me to see that process. I mean, she just has a joy about her now. That, yeah. Um, not everything's fixed, but I think that when, yeah. you, when you're able to look at your situation, your feelings, and go, oh, this isn't going to be what I feel forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there is hope. There's yeah, a light right. at the end that's of the good. tunnel. Yeah. Um, I think that that's been hugely beneficial for us. But for me as the husband and for me as someone who I think likes to present strength in situations like that, once she was getting help mm-hmm. and I didn't have to be the strong one in the relationship mm-hmm. anymore, mm-hmm. Um, I started feeling mm-hmm. yeah. the despair. Yeah. No. And, the you know, I don't know if there was just space for it or what. Yeah. yeah. Some of the darkest, I think, seasons in my life, you know, just wanting to lay down all the time, not get out of bed, you know, mm-hmm. not, just oh, looking at myself and thinking horrible thoughts about myself. I mean, I'm just all the horrible things you could ever feel um, to the point where I would kick and scream before I ever admitted that I was depressed. Like, I don't want to yeah. say that about myself or speak that over my life, but right. gosh, I've, I've been depressed. Yeah. yeah. And so just in the past couple uh, months, you know, I'm, I'm in the beginning of my journey, but I'm starting to. I, I think I think one of the things help. though that's really really important, if we're going to have a conversation like this that's going to be helpful for people that I think that maybe people need to hear, is I think one of the most important things that we have to do is we have to take personal responsibility for our health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I hear you saying that you guys have done, and I I think that's it's so important because I, I and you think can see what the health spilling off. Yeah. Oh yeah. That. But I think when we don't take. Mm-hmm responsibility that's where i think it ends up leading to really bad things mm-hmm. you know in our lives and um so i think what what we kind of just just even talking ahead of time hey let's talk about anxiety let's just i mean we didn't do a lot mm-hmm. of preparing we just sit down and we talk but i think it's really important as we've said we all process anxiety or not anxiety we all process even just the environment the situations the things that create anxiety differently, mm-hmm. whether it is panic attacks or, um, or just the way I'm just trying to go back and say a baseline, just the way this year has mm-hmm. impacted us, yeah. whether you felt anxious all the time, not whatever. I just think it's really, really important to mm-hmm. self-awareness. We've talked about that in previous podcasts, learning about yourself and learning how you need to process. Like for me, that's kind of what I've been like the most, like trying to learn mm-hmm. In the season where it's like, that's why I love these conversations because otherwise I'll put my head down and I'll go to work and then like, I'll see you mm-hmm. in a couple of years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. But the, the negative of that, if you don't go sit on a rock mm-hmm. for two hours, <laughs> I think it's great. I really do. Is that it just builds, it builds and you become even more and more unhealthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's little bits and pieces. And I, I think it's a little different. And so I, I think just, it's just really important. And for that. given our, I just think why this is so powerful is again, it, it can be very easy depending on how you're wired or your personality to feel like, though, this is selfish for me to take the space to do this. Right. Yeah. But understanding the most important thing for us as individuals, but also for the people that we love and lead is for us to be whole on the inside. And I think giving ourselves permission, A, to feel, mm. B, to have the space like for uh, your wife to do that yeah. and to have them give her the mental space to say what is going on inside and then allowing ourselves whatever it looks like we're all different to use the tools available and it's important because there's generations past that you don't go to counseling right you don't do that jesus is enough if you're in the right. church world yeah. right. or i'm gonna be strong and real men don't but yeah. no like um I, I think there comes a place in people's lives especially when pain hits that you have to choose freedom over pride mm-hmm. yeah you have to say 
I, I need to talk to someone, and there could be a, a, a person that is a healthy spiritual counselor or therapist that can help. Yep. And then B, I love that we're in, in a day and age, by and large, and I, again, I'm speaking to faith communities, where medication is no longer taboo. Yes. Yeah. Like God gives uh, medicine to doctors for stomachs and for uh, chemical imbalances in the brain mm-hmm. and for everything in between. And wisdom is to say, what can I, we're complex beings. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what is the, and this is a, a year where what we're suffering with is emotional, spiritual, social, environmental, mental, everything. Political. And political and everything <laughs> is like, what are the different ways holistically that I can treat and make sure that I'm a healthy person, mm-hmm. that I'm taking the time to look inside, that it's not selfish mm-hmm. for me to look inside and to take space to actually care for what's going on inside of me. Well, self-care is self-care. one of the things you're talking about. And I think that what what is interesting is that we're all very different. Mm-hmm. So self-care is one aspect. And I think how we need to process, because mm-hmm. one of the things that I think is is it's taking me a long time to figure out is that I have to think through I don't feel feel like I'm just not a big feeler. So for a lot of reasons that we could get into, but we're not going to get into. Why is it you always cry when Taylor Swift comes on? Well, it's just because I love Taylor Swift. Okay. But for the most part, I'm not a feeler. A lot of people that don't know your humor. They're like, does he really love vulnerable you all day? Wow. I love Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) T-Swift. I think you said T-Swift. He goes, look, I I love T-Swift. It's fine. (laughs) Yes. Leave me alone. Um, I just. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, I don't even know where I was. That was so good. I was was going to go somewhere. It would have been great if you could have been the one. Yes. That's your favorite off the new album. I don't know if I've heard the new album. Sorry. Yeah, I, um, but I just think that we all process it different. You're going to go sit on a rock and cry. Okay. You're gonna, can we not make that my <laughs> default? Okay. You're hey, gonna, Tucker, you're, can we do like a social media post oh, just God. him on a rock? Yes. Like what are you going to uh, – how would you – okay. So for me, I, I need conversations like these. Yeah. I, one of the things I've realized, I'm an external processor. Mm-hmm. I don't even like to internally process myself. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do it by myself. I need to sit down. When I, when I went and saw a count, uh, I went and sat with a counselor for about a year and a half or two years for a season. Um, it was what helped me so much in it was just being able to talk through. So how did that make you like, why did you think you felt that way? Why do you mm-hmm. think you thought that way? I need to go there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so in my head and mm-hmm. I'm so analytical that I have to like force myself to think. I need to think, why, well, don't you feel like that's a lot? Don't you feel like that's heavy? Well, how did that make you feel? How did that, you know, I, I have to kind of go through that process to actually get down to, oh, this is pretty awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me. What about for you? What do you have to do? Because I got to think it. Yeah. You just feel it and then you just. Oh, man. I think. Like, how are you handling? Everything comes to me as anger, I think. Mm-hmm. I just get angry with myself. I get angry with other people. I just get angry. I think that's the. I think. I have to first realize that I'm not angry. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So identifying. I, denif- okay. So what yeah. you're saying is identifying your emotions. Yeah. I just, That's I start to do you know, I mean, I, you guys probably remember me during <laughs> the, I flipped tables, man, on staff when we were going through the pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. whatever somebody said, I oh, was yeah. the contrarian. Mm-hmm. I said, That's the worst idea ever. You know, prove it. I, in my worst, I am the authenticity police. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. why we have, probably have these conversations, <laughs> and it's healthy in some scenarios. But, you know, you'll say something. I'm like, 
bullcrap, you know? <laughs> like, tell me the truth. And you're like, what are you talking about? You just said this. And, then you, and I, you know, there's part of that that could be helpful. But I will openly admit that, man, I, I first presents itself as anger. And I, mm-hmm. I'm mean to people. I'm, <laughs> I distance myself. I probably ruin friendships and relationships. And then I'll look back and go, ooh, oh, I'm, I'm just upset. Mm-hmm. Or... I think that's a really important thing to do, and I think I really, really struggle with this when I was kind of just trying to walk through a process with a counselor for a season, is I don't even think, for somebody who makes, uh, who's calling and even said make a living on communication and language, mm-hmm. <laughs> to not know how to identify my own feelings yeah. it was like, it's pretty eye-opening. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like... I don't know. It's just I don't like that. You know what I mean? It's just all in this one big category. I don't like that. Well, for, this... for me, though, let me just say one yeah. of the things. That I don't, for me, one of the things that I just felt like has been helpful through this season, and this is why I think as a pastor I, I got very concerned about our, just our church and our people in this, this season as to what, what their foundation is mm-hmm. and what it is holding up. I feel like one of the things that helps me is – I am a strict rhythm person, a routine person. I don't like when things mm-hmm. get out of routine, so I'm definitely not an Enneagram 7. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, and so, but the benefit of that was uh, reading the Bible. For me, that's, that's a priority to have a moment just to do that. Journaling, I feel like that's such a great outlet mm-hmm. for me yeah. is to journal. I actually feel like I end up expressing how I feel the best when I journal. Mm-hmm. There's something in that process that I don't think I even think, but I have, it's like something forces me to God, and, I, and it tends to come out in I'm. Why would this happen? It does come. I think some of it comes out in anger. Anger yeah. of the situation. Why did this happen? Can I double down on this? I think yeah. it'd be helpful. We're oh. coming up on an hour. We're going to go long today. Well, I think fine. we should. I'm hungry. Um, we'll go along. And and hopefully you find this conversation helpful. And, and we, if not, it's good counseling for us. It's good counseling We're doing for us. Well. Yeah. And just precursor, we should probably should have said this up front, but we are not counselors. Right. We are not, and yeah. we don't claim to be. No. Um, we're navigating this. There's help people that could probably help you more uh, as far as therapy goes. And, yeah. and don't use this conversation this. as your therapy. Right. We're trying to process this out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, just where we are, but I do think it would be helpful to to say what has what has helped you. Yeah. In this season, like what are the, some, some practices you've had that go, man, that when I was low, this really helped me. And maybe not just for you, because we only represent a couple types of people, but um, for the people around you. You know, when you think about your wife, when you think about your kids. Yeah. Um, and same with you, Pastor Russ, and we'll just go around the table. Mm-hmm. What are some helpful things um, that have kept, our, kept us afloat? Okay. Um, when I think back to the pandemic, I think one of the things for us is different for different seasons in, of life. Uh, we early on and kind of as a family, I, I think there was something because I have I had living at home at the time. One's got married since then. Two older daughters. Um, they're you know not the young age. I mean they're you know still ones in college, ones in high school. Um, so we kind of it was a unique season for us to be together where we we're kind of all running different directions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even my daughters are, they kind of really, so there was something about family and being together, which that's honestly, I remember like three weeks into this mm-hmm. really, it hit me all of a sudden one day. It was just a real empathetical moment. Kind of, it hit me as I thought about all the single people that are isolating by themselves, mm-hmm. whether they're people on staff or other people, I was like, oh, gosh, that's going to be hard. Because at least we kind of like, 
what do you want to do today? I don't know what you want to do. I don't know what you want to do. But we're together, so we felt like it was kind of a special moment at first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I thought that was like for us, again, my young kids, you might have been going, get me out of this, you know? But for us, it was a little bit therapeutic for to do that. Um, for me, um, I think, I think um, being in, in just, again, I know it just sounds cliche, but having a rhythm of a personal time with God in a place to journal out, mm-hmm. I do feel like uh, those are it was a funny little thing that I did. This was years ago um, when I was just really in a difficult season of, of struggle. I want to say wasn't de- in many ways, I don't know if it was depressed or just I was overwhelmed by my emotions. And I had not really ever felt like that before because of the season. I would journal. I would write out my prayers, which kind of ended up being a lot more of me writing out how I felt in that day. And I right. remember trying to track that. And I would put a little emoji uh, symbols at the top of the page. Mm, that's funny. Like, if, t- if I felt better that day, mm-hmm. I was putting a smiley face. Mm. If I felt really bad, because it was literally that drastic from one day to the next. I'd feel right. good one day. The next day I wake up, and I would feel like, this is awful. I'm never going to get out of it. This is the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? And so I started just doing that. I don't know why it was after I started talking to a counselor, because... I think the counselor was helping me identify emotions that I just never processed. I'm being such a heady person, I never processed them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like journaling helped me, but I guess what I'm saying is I feel like routine mm-hmm. helps solidify a very rocky season. It was mm-hmm. very unstable, the yeah. season, and I felt like that foundation spiritually helped me. Yeah. I also feel like, th- this is kind of a weird one and just probably unique to me, but my role of having to preach into, to, into the mm-hmm. season yeah. Again, I threw myself into that work mode, so that's something I'm just going to have to process and deal with because I said everything comes later. When you're a a leader and you're a boss or you're in charge of an organization, you start immediately thinking about them and the people there. You don't think about yourself. So I go immediately into that mode, and I I think having to preach every week and feeling like people are struggling so they need a voice of hope or clarity or where's God in all this – I feel like that helped me as well yeah. because I'm having to wrestle with those same questions from an authentic place and discover them in the Bible and God's mm-hmm. word as he speaks to me and then be able to f- and give that to someone else. So I, every time I preach, I have to process. Yeah. I process before I preach. How does this impact me? How does this impact others? So for me, again, I don't know. I feel like those maybe don't connect a ton with a lot of people, but um, I just, for me, I think it was personal um, times. And again, I don't know. It, it's, I had older daughters, mm-hmm. um, you know, there, there, it just, I feel like it was a lot of shock for a long time. It was like, okay, your sport was canceled mm-hmm. and you're not going to school anymore for the rest of this year. And it's online, but they were doing well. And, um, so it wasn't early on, but, but, but as I'm getting later into this, mm-hmm. I find that I'm having to like, like we had, we did a test with our staff and, you know, just kind of to rate yourself when it comes to emotional stuff and different things. And it was like reading a line on there. It's like people would say that I process grief, you know, well or often. And it's like, okay, I'm probably pretty low on that. What does it mean to process grief? Cause I'm not sitting around crying about it, mm-hmm. but we've definitely lost things. Mm-hmm. I've lost things. I think where it came out for me again, and then just, you can go, I think where it came out for me is it came out, as a leader, I think the leader side, it came out in deep frustration. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I think that was probably, if you asked me, if I could nail it down, that was probably the motion that I felt the most over the last eight months is a deep frustration. Frustration at the moment, frustration with God, frustration with the church, frustration with our people, frustration with what's going on in the world. It was just a deep, deep frustration that at times would be anger, at other times, you know, that's just, mm-hmm. that's kind of how I process it. But I, I will say that you are, you are one of the most consistent people I know <laughs> as far as, you know, you have a rhythm and a routine. I admire that about you, and I think that that is something that can help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Russ? What, what, what's that thing that you look back um, and you go, yep, that helped, that will help somebody? Uh, there were so many things. Some of this will sound cliche, but it, it was real for me. Um, rhythms and vision. Like, vi- vision's huge for me. I think it's, there's a verse where there's no vision, things die, people perish, like right. you just lose your way. And so for me, I had to redefine what that season, I had to reframe it. Yeah. The scoreboard's different. Yeah, I like that. So yeah. what is being faithful, to use kind of maybe uh, lofty language, but what, what, is, what does it look like for me what, who do I want to become out of the season? The season's going to be tough. Yeah. But one of the things I've tried to do as I've got older is think in terms of futuristic looking back. Yep. A year from now, how will I wish I would have handled this season? Yeah. What will I wish I would have accomplished? What I, well, and I did well in some of those areas, not well in others. But I think keep trying to write out vision mm. and then trying to say, okay, what rhythms will really, really help me? So same as you, routines were really, mm-hmm. really huge for me. Um, part of those routines, one of the things I think sometimes this doesn't sound very spiritual or uh, deep for some people, but exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So two things with exercise. One, I fell in love with walks. Yeah. Mm. During my work days, work alone, work from my apartment for four months. I would set aside like every couple hours, I would take a lap through my apartment complex Mm -hmm. and I would make myself leave my phone behind. Mm -hmm. So I would just intentionally unplug the Wi-Fi of my Mm -hmm. soul a couple times a day to walk out and be in nature. Mm. Um, and then uh, I, I, set a, I set aside a whole commitment of at-home workouts. I bought, I bought one of those hang-up bars yeah. uh, to, to, for my <laughs> spare bedroom, a kettlebell. I just bought a few things to put in my spare bedroom and created these, like, wads, workouts of the day that I would try to do five, yeah. five times a week. Because it's just scientifically Good. proven. Yeah. I think sometimes we think, oh, I need to pray more. No, I may just need to get uh, the, the serotonin yeah. going. And yeah. I, I may I just – so I think that – and this, you know, that has been proven to help with – depression and emotions. So I think that, I think I really tried to uh, not just have career vision, but personal vision. I tried to create new projects to work on. I've been working off and on uh, trying to get a a book done for five years. So I spent hours on my days off Mm -hmm. working on writing. Um, Being isolated, I try to take advantage, especially in those times, one of the benefits and blessings is what you take for granted yeah so we started doing uh, like every other night like facetimes with my sister who lives in colorado my parents who live in south carolina Mm -hmm. we do family facetimes that was really important obviously a rhythm as far as uh, i had a devotional meeting with god that was important for me journaling Mm -hmm. equally important for me and then this may be something longer for another one but this whole concept it sounds kind of this ancient mysterious word called sabbath yeah, that's been a, a game changer emotionally for me over the last five mm. years, which dive deeper into it maybe some other time. Yeah. But it goes back to this ancient group of people that were slaves, mm-hmm. and uh, they were pretty much forced workaholics yeah. who would become human doings instead of human beings. Mm. And when God through Moses, maybe even if you're not familiar with church, you've heard the story, brings them out. Mm-hmm. He tries to rehumanize them and recalibrate them. Yeah, and he tells them. And for me especially, uh, I'd spent so many years of my life uh, 
with the Wi-Fi of my life being high speed, high functioning, mm-hmm. and that I didn't understand when I would glitch. And I believe um, in my faith journey and what I believe that God actually gave one of the greatest gifts to humankind is this command slash invitation yeah. to unplug mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi once a week mm-hmm. and to remember that I'm not God yeah. and that I'm called to reflect and be a human being and not a human doing. So over the last four or five years, I've had a very imperfect journey. Yeah. And that became even more important to me during this time, especially if I'm going to work even harder. Yeah. And uh, to, to have a day a week where I unplug, so I don't think about work, I don't do work, there's an emergency, obviously that's different, but that I take a week to reflect, to journal, to replenish my soul, a day. to read it's a really day good. a week, yeah, yeah. yes. I, and I even changed up some of what I read. Like yeah. I, I intentionally stopped reading on those days books that I would be tempted to apply. Yeah, yeah. I've never been a leadership big fiction books book. And all yes, that. yes, I love leadership. Leadership guru, like uh, not guru. I'm a leadership guru. Now I'm a leadership junkie. Yes, like, I you love are. that stuff. But um, I started reading like old classic American fiction, like wow. Fitzgerald um, mm-hmm. and, and on all those guys. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. So one of the things that um, I, I think is just interesting your your journey, like. I felt like the beginning of this year that God was kind of, I felt like I was, I don't know, God was inspiring me to kind of go on a a similar type of journey. And then I feel like as soon as the pandemic happened, I just threw that all out the window. (laughs) Like I just really felt like it was like, it's important, like you're saying, to like what are the moments and how you slow down and disconnect and do all those things. Sabbath. And I was sad. Yeah. Just you know, I like I was like, I, you guys know me at the beginning of the year. I was like, okay, this is a word John that Mark God's Comer, given me. Yeah. I was like, I am gonna stop striving. And then March, and it was just I went straight into work mode. And I've got a Sabbath scheduled for uh, July. 13th, 2022. It's going to be great. I cannot wait for it. No, I'm just kidding. I just, but I have to like, like, I just, it, it just helps me to be able to hear you. Like, I feel like you encourage me like to be able to hear you just talk about that because I feel like that all went out the window. I was Mm -hmm. on this track, like, okay, got, and then I just, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I love what you said about vision. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important and about all the physical things you can do. I mean, I think that before you, I mean, if you're starting to feel this, type of way you need to check are you exercising yeah. are you uh are are you growing i mean mm-hmm. maybe you're listening to this you're not even a christian but are you are you focusing on your growth as a person right, yeah. any introspective work i think it's one of the gifts of following jesus that he cares about your heart right so much not about the things you're doing mm-hmm. so you could have this huge uh you know commission check from work but jesus looks at your heart you mm-hmm. know what does it, what does it say is that mm-hmm. god doesn't look at what man looks at he looks yeah. at your heart yeah. And so I think that, are you doing an introspective work? For me, I, I say yes to both of the things you guys said. Um, but I would add, uh, my wife's, uh, Andrea's biggest uh, growth, up, I think, moments were when she took the time um, and when we said yes to doing whatever it takes to uh, or bring structure to, to her life in a way that might not be most beneficial financially, mm-hmm. you know, maybe working these hours in the medical field right. would get you uh, a certain type, but going, you know what, we're going to invest in structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that for us, we're kind of free spirits. We'll yeah. chase the wind. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of how we are and we've lived so much of our life that way. But for us to go, no, let's invest 
our conversations mm. and time and let's sacrifice resources, which God's been so good, you know, the, the way that, you know, so many people have lost jobs and we right. haven't, and it's been, it's been really good. That's but, good. Uh, but to say, you know what? All these things that used to matter, let's put those to the side and let's go, let's create structure mm-hmm. and let's create limits. And let's, you know, let, for me, I'm somebody who I, I don't feel like I have any limits. Mm. And so yeah. I'm really passionate about probably everything. everything. <laughs> so I think I'm yeah. Chip Gaines, you know, and I think I can remodel <laughs> houses. I think, you know, I, I think I can have 12 something. kids. I think mm. I'm the Octomom. Mm-hmm. I think I can, I think I can do all these things, but I, I can't. And to look at your life and go, uh, what lanes mm. have I been trying to run in right. that God didn't put, build me to run in? Yeah. Right. I wasn't supposed to run that race. Yeah, I wasn't supposed to be that person. Uh, you know, what dreams maybe should you put on hold so you can set, you know, sit down and go, this is what matters. And I think, mm. um, and I think another healthy thing for everybody, and we'll wrap up, I, I think that why I wanted to have this conversation with you guys, two men in my life who I respect deeply, is to go, you know what? If you are breathing, then you need to address your mental health in yeah. this season. If you live on this planet, yeah. and if you uh, have a phone, and if you have mm-hmm. a job, and if you have relationships with people, you need to take a second to press pause mm. for not just your own good, but for the good of the people around you. Yeah, that's good. You have that's to. Good. There is not a percentage of people. You could be having your best earning year ever. Mm. Your 401k could be doing fantastic. Um, you could have gotten married. You could have had a kid. You could, mm. whatever. You need to address this in your life. Mm. Yeah. Because your relationships are depending on it. And yeah. I think, too, that's so good. That's one so thing good. that maybe uh, I think I've learned how how important it is to invest in relationships yeah. Mm. Yeah. and how in a season of isolation yeah. for mm. all of us, mm. how we need community yeah. more than ever. Yeah. And that if you are, this Come is on. why we love church. This right. is yeah. why we love right. um, yeah. the people we do life with. Yeah. You, even if you disagree with people, even if you hate the way they voted, you yeah. better learn how to love people because yeah. there will be things in this world that will do their very best to tear us apart. Yeah. And if so you want good. to thrive and if you want to experience life and life to the full, then you better connect your life with people who are mm-hmm. around you. If you're feeling these types of things, who have you told? Yeah. Have you told anybody who doesn't so live good. in your home? Yeah. Have you been honest? I love and it. just, I know we'll come to a close, but um, I want to share something. I know we don't get super spiritual at times on this, but I think this is important because of what these last, these past two episodes have been. There's this story in the Bible, I don't know what the faith may be if, if you're listening, but where Jesus runs into this woman with a really checkered past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think she was on maybe marriage six or seven or something, and she, she, there's a lot of immorality in her life and a lot of dysfunction. And when he ran into her, he wanted to have a conversation about how she was really doing. I love what you talked about last week. Like, what does it look like when you ask him, like, how, now how are you really doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And she started getting political and theological. Yeah. And she said, well, I got a question for you. You know, a lot of the people are saying that this is the right place to worship yeah. and this is who you should vote for. And, and I love the fact that Jesus, one of the things I love about Jesus is he saw through all of that. Yeah. And where she was obsessed with talking about what was going on in the outer world, he wanted to really laser through what's happening in your inner world. 
And I think the beautiful thing, the powerful thing about these conversations, especially right now, if you are so worried about whether Biden or Trump yeah. is, who knows? Maybe we have a president right now, we don't know it. Yeah. yeah. But um, if you're so worried about Biden and Trump, if you're so worried and so opinionated about everything happening politically, even theologically, I think probably our encouragement and challenge for ourselves and anyone that listens is, what if today at the well, yeah. if you believe in Jesus, if you believe that you really were, maybe there's something bigger out there that you really were created, designed for a purpose. What if the biggest conversation for you in this season isn't what's happening in the external world, but what's happening in your internal world? And can you give yourself permission to let the facades down and not change the topic, but to actually allow yourself and maybe even reach out, God, if you're out there, would you take me by the hand into the inner recesses of what's really happening inside of me? So that healing can happen. I love that. That's so good. We should just end right there. That's so good. I, I just like that's the that should be the title of this. Permission to feel. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I I think it's I think that's great. Mm -hmm. I think that's you guys all said it. What you guys said was so great, and I'm I'm grateful to have friends like you guys Mm -hmm. in a season like this. And I, I I feel like these kind of conversations are whether they're sexy topics or not sexy topics i think Mm -hmm. they're really really critical to have and if it's not for anybody that's watching live or listening to this some other time for us yeah i'm thankful for For you too i'm just thankful to be able to sit at a table and to be able to process it Mm -hmm. and it challenges me to go i because i'm an external processor and i'm an external world person Mm -hmm. like when you're talking earlier about all this stuff that you're you're like who i'm becoming out of this i'm thinking what are we building out of this Mm -hmm. you're thinking who am i becoming out of this Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, deeply challenged. I was like, oh, crap. I'm not thinking about who I'm becoming. I'm thinking about what I'm trying to build. Like, so I just appreciate you guys. The perspective that you guys bring challenges me every day. And I feel like that's what we need. That's what this podcast was meant to be. We want to challenge you to think. We want to challenge you. And so today, we want to challenge you to think feelings. We want to challenge you to think about the season, what you've been going through, what the people around you have been going through. What does it look like for you to identify emotions? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's not easy to do, but you got to go through that process mm-hmm. and understand, identify emotions, and don't be afraid to talk to someone. Yeah. I just, I just want, yeah. I think that's a great way to end this. Reach don't out. be afraid. Yeah. Reach out and talk to someone. If you're feeling depressed, mm-hmm. anxious, you're having panic attacks, yeah. mm-hmm. any of those things, anxiety, if your kids are having anxiety, do what you do. Take personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take personal responsibility. And if you're a parent, take responsibility for your kids. To, yeah. Don't just, oh, you're going to be okay. No, you need to have conversations. Mm-hmm. you got to deal with this. Because if not, we're going to be dealing with a whole different pandemic. Yeah. One year, two year, and five years from mm-hmm. now yeah. and with the younger generation. Yeah. So it's you been a great, great conversation, guys. Yeah. I love you guys. I love you guys. Hey, if you're listening, we got resources to help you. Send us an email, podcast mm-hmm. to the Church. we got counselor lists wherever you live. We'd love to steer yeah. you in the right direction. Your life's worth it. Yeah. Uh, your future is worth it. God has something in store for you. So yeah. I love you guys. Love you too, man. Yeah. See you later. See you.